0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Barry Kerrigan, MD of Kerrigan Meats. If you've not heard of Barry or Kerrigan Meats, it's likely that if you've ever had a barbecue in Ireland over the last decade, that Barry and Kerrigan Meats have been behind some of the meat that you've cooked on your barbecue. Barry, you're very welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Rainn. Uh,
1: delighted to be here.
0: Delighted to have you. As usual, I'd like to take a uh, go back a couple of chapters. You... So you're going to celebrate 40 years. Kerry and Meats are going to celebrate 40 years in 2023. You joined the business 1993, the year I was born, uh, <laughs> after your junior certificate. Uh, what was your favorite part of
1: growing up in Dublin back then? Um, so, we're actually formed in 1973. So, we will be 50 years. Oh in, wow! Yeah, 50 years in 23. And um, growing back in, up in Dublin, I suppose Dublin was quite a simple. Um, there, there was obviously less technology, there was no social media. It was all about having fun with your mates, growing up, lots of football um, and lots of getting up to mischief, I suppose.
0: When you scored a goal like I, like we all did back in the day and you celebrated, who
1: were you pretending
0: you were celebrating as?
1: Oh, I had to be probably Liverpool fans. So I was a big um, Ian Rush, John Burns, Kenny Douglas, probably King Kenny.
0: You were a Liverpool fan. Indeed. Looking at your Instagram and Facebook, I can see that you've golfed before. I'm assuming you like to play golf. Indeed. What's one thing that you're into that not a lot of people know about you?
1: Oh, um meditation maybe. I like to meditate. Um I wouldn't be broadcasting that around the world, but obviously I have. <laughs> <laughs> um and probably I um what else meant I meant to cut my grass. That's what really excites me. Well, you know when you cut the grass, you get the nice like, stripes on your grass? Yeah, I do. There's, <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I I, I, live out in Mead out in Rotos. You could almost call that Dublin at this stage. Um, yeah. I get slagged because I have relatives up in Navin and I get slagged saying I have a Northside Dublin accent even though I live in Mead. But it, if you go to the pub here on All-Ireland Day, it's 99 Dublin jerseys, one Mead, and the Mead person would feel completely left out even though <laughs> you're, you're in me yes. I, I i say that because on the walk to work every day there's one particular uh, house i walk by and the grass is done almost like crow park and 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 i think he takes joy in people stopping and looking at the work that he's done to, to cut his grass anywho um one thing you've said is that never stand still customer is king or queen how do you interpret that
1: um, how do I interpret a customer is king and queen? I know maybe a cliche, but I suppose at Kerrigan's what we try to do is keep things really, really simple. Um we try and source the best meat Ireland has to offer. We are guaranteed Irish butchers, the only butchers in Dublin who is part of the guaranteed Irish um, you know, who trades under the guaranteed Irish flag. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the king and queen is the people that pay the money in the till. So it's simply every day we go to work with a very simple ethos of sourcing the best quality meat, giving the best customer service. And that's how we treat them like kings or queens. And, you know, we go out our way and make sure we, they realize that when they come into our shop, we value their custom. You ask me for anything, you know, that you might think might be awkward for our, our, our people behind the counter. We want to make sure that it's not a, it's not a problem. And that's what we try to do different. And that's what we feel the supermarkets can't give to customers in this, in the current world where supermarkets are kind of cut costs and it's all about price. And I suppose I was brought up uh, watching SuperQuinn trade and I was a big fan of the whole experience of going to the SuperQuinn. And, you know, it was all about the customer, it was the experience, it was the smell of the bakery, it was the butchers working, making their sausages. And then that kind of inspired me to, for my love of retail and, how can I put that kind of experience into our business?
0: Well, the fact that you've been in the business for twenty-seven years is evidence that your your motto or mantra uh, rings true. Um, you you referenced supermarkets themselves can't deliver that uh, level of service and 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 talk to the customer and go out of the way to do extra things for the customer. I've always thought that mothers were the fastest form of communication, but I'd say, I hazard a guess that butchers are, butchers are the best place for gossip.
1: <laughs> yeah, but well, you know, that's a customer-butcher relationship. It's all confidential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You did mention great uh, cuts of, of meat. Two things I want to jump in on this. First thing is, I've got a personal question. Full-blood Japanese Wagyu, ribeye a five grade with a marbling score of nine for anyone who has no clue what that means can you break that down
1: basically it's regarded probably as although we we are primarily irish and we really want to promote irish beef and all the amazing food we have in this country i suppose japanese wagyu is regarded amongst a lot of people as the as the pinnacle of of beef production in the world so um I'm not a farmer so I don't know all the science behind it but all all I can tell you that it it tastes amazing. Mm. It's full of marbling. It's full of flavor and it's just a total different experience that you would get with Irish beef because Irish beef predominantly is grass-fed. We might be um, we might finish Irish beef on you know in in, inside for the last 90 maybe 120 days but primarily it is 95% grass-fed which is which is quite unique. That's why Irish beef is kind of, it's really well respected all around the world. But the Japanese sure. beef is a different level. I'm not too sure exactly of the farming techniques, but it's a, it's amazing beef. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, you, 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 I say Japanese beef. We're, we're all about talking about and, and boosting up Irish uh, here. Yeah. So the Irish fillet uh, got an award for the best fillet in the world, I saw when I did my research for this. So, and I can see that there's, um. What was it? A friend told me that uh, Chinese businessmen would fly over here to buy specific Irish beef that was uh, grass-fed by cattle to bring it back because they adore it that much.
1: Yeah, one thing, one good thing about the Irish climate is just it produces really good grass and produces the, probably the perfect, um, the perfect, you know, culture of of animals in 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 Europe. So yeah, the Irish climate is really good for beef and lamb production and our lambs are just we can't produce enough lamb in this country the french are buying so much lamb from ireland <sighs> like, um, they just like we get customers coming into the shop from france obviously pre-covered when we did have when tourism yeah was, and we'd have customers coming to the shop from and to be on holidays vacation and, you know the states and 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 France, not across the all across europe they've come in asking for pictures with us and they're just blown away by by why you know what we're doing as independent butchers in this country
0: barry there's a there's a second business there if you haven't caught on to it already if you get the french to bring over wine you can sell the french <laughs> wine from your from your
1: butchers too i'm trying to cut down my alcohol consumption so um but do yeah. like a french wine yes or maybe a bit of spanish wine every parcel with a bit of rioca maybe
0: yeah nice I'm a, I'm a fan of wine myself um You've, you, you've had or got a partnership with the good folks out on Lambay Island, and yes. you've credited them as some of the best beef you've ever tasted. How did that partnership come about, and what's it like over there? I've wanted to go for about a year now just because of the wallabies that are on
1: the island. Yeah, the wallabies are insane. So apparently, the story behind the wallabies is I think around the 70s, um, Dublin Zoo had too many wallabies to find, they, they tried to find somewhere to offload a few wallabies and they found Lambay the island and the wallabies literally mated like rabbits and <laughs> oh my god the amount of wallabies um over there but i think their their plan before covid i was telling the addicts off the island is they wanted to make it kind of like you know you could go over there for a day trip whatever and kind of go wildlife watching because like the amount of birds yeah. and all that kind of stuff that, that goes on the island is incredible yeah, yeah.
0: i know I, I looked on the website. You can do a couple of days here and there for food tasting and you can do the whiskey tour. Um, I'm just trying to gather. I think it's eight friends I need to get to go on a boat to to do the whiskey tour and see the island itself.
1: So I'm jealous of you that you've been there alone. Yes, I've been there. I got a beautiful day back in 2019, I think it was. And it was the most beautiful day and on top of Lambay Island, you can see all around Dublin Bay and that was amazing to watch the animals grazing and then because we're so warm, that we were going down to the, um, the sea to get a little drink out of the water. It was just it was incredible oh, to us.
0: Epic. My girlfriend's parents live on the top of the Dublin Mountains near the Hellfire Club. So you get a good view of Lambé on a clear day, which just teases you even more. Look, one thing you've said is one mistake we made was going into the wholesale side of things to start supplying hotels and restaurants. I've never enjoyed that side of the business. Not sure if that was you or your brother that made that quote. You want know, to understand some of some of the lessons that you've learned from having been in that side of the business?
1: Yeah, it's really, I suppose, wholesale or direct to other uh, business. It's really a different business. Like I'm a retailer, that's why, that's why I love and enjoy. But when you start dealing with you know restaurants and chefs and hotels, etc., and um, obviously you're working off, they want the best price, um, so you're working off less margin, and it's fairly cutthroat. And um, you, you, you'd have a other kind of. And meat suppliers looking to get into that restaurant or that kind of um, hotel, and it's you know it's all about price and it's not enjoyable, you know. I'm more about yeah. quality, and the I like customer and queen yeah. is king. Yeah, yeah. getting paid cash over the counter is important. And credit, I don't sleep well when people owe me money. 30 days goes to 40 days, 50 days, 60 days, all that kind of stuff. It's very hard to run your business when you're waiting for money to come in.
0: I, I agree you're, you're, you're known to many as an essential service to yes. the gym buffs as well in particular those into fitness Um, you said that your fitness range evolved out a pure accident in 2011 if I've got my year right can you speak and tell me a little bit about how that became what it is because there's the likes of I think a while ago this may not be existence anymore I've seen Dean Rock promoted I even saw Keen Healy before in his Instagram story
1: open up your prod, uh, product as well yeah Uh, so my personal story is that i was probably a typical irish guy growing up Um, through my teens and 20s liked to go out for a pint and eat all the wrong types of food and takeaways and i loved going to restaurants and i wasn't too worried about keeping fit or my health etc and then i was blessed with having children back in 2010 and then i got said right here we go if i don't kind of you know do something now about what I need to do as regards my lifestyle and um, it will never happen. So having children kind of spurred me into doing a bit of research and I, about food and nutrition and obviously going to the gym and working out and then as soon as you go working out and you start talking to people it's like a whole new community of people on the same kind of the wavelength of you and you're talking about recipes and food. And yeah, so we're, we was sick of the, the traditional of chicken and broccoli and rice and that kind of got me thinking of how can I make something in the shop that's going to be tasty for people quick to eat and they would enjoy and you know we tried one or two different things and then um, turkey burgers kind of just happened we were sat and playing turkey burgers weren't really nice you know they're a bit bland and then we just kind of experimented with different spices and rubs and you know lemon juice and research and books and eventually you found one or two that you go oh that tastes nice you give them out to a few of your friends. They go, yeah, that tastes nice. I say, would you pay for that? They said, yes. And that's how it started.
0: Excellent. Excellent. You launched an online site November 2015. Yeah. Uh, 2016 saw you ship 10,000 boxes of products to all 32 counties in Ireland. Yeah. Personal curiosity, how big a role, considering COVID's been here the last year, does your site play
1: today? Oh, massive. This spike that we got last March, obviously we weren't expecting it and we're just at that stage where yes we i launched a, a website back in 2016 but i suppose like many entrepreneurs i don't like spending money foolishly so i kind of and you're not too sure about you know is this actually going to make me money back you know you're not convinced yes yes a few people have said yeah if you're online i'd buy you off you of but um mm. there wasn't too many butchers online back in 2016 but i anyway, can imagine we went with a cheap and cheerful uh, website was built on WooCommerce and WordPress. Um, but as the traffic increased, that website wasn't holding up well. And we had loads of, kind of because I, I suppose I'm quite creative, we had loads of different plugins. And I wanted to do <clears throat> certain things on the website that a developer had to had to build for me. And the more development work and the more plugins that were going into this WooCommerce site, the less functional it became, the slower it became. So pre-covid I had made a decision that I wanted to to move um over to a new platform which I chose Shopify. So when the pandemic came I was just at that stage where I was flipping over to a new a new website. So we had to struggle on for a few months on our old website and we eventually changed over last June and it's been the best thing ever. Nice
0: nice it's 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 always good to see people continue to adapt to
1: uh the Definitely the, 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 the and, new changes and apparently we got a couple of grants off enterprise Ireland, which was you know they're really, oh, nice. to, they're really trying to encourage retailers to get online so big shout out to enterprise Ireland, they gave us a very very much nice grant and it really helped us to get that shopify store up and running and yeah it's been we've been very very lucky since um since launch it's broken really well
0: Nice one to Enterprise Ireland. Um, Barry, you're, you're, you're obviously creative. Um, you like to expand and experiment and try different things with, with, with all aspects of the business. So where do you get your ideas from? Have you got any mentors? Do you watch YouTube videos? Do you read any books? Do you listen to any podcasts?
1: I listen to one podcast. Podcast You might know I'm Rian. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite podcast at the moment. So congratulations, you're doing a stellar job some really good guests on there, so yeah, I really enjoy Thank you very it. much. Um, research is a lot of cookbooks. I am a cookbook addict, so any cookbook, my, my house is full of cookbooks, and just so working, kind of working around how can I implement those flavors into a raw product, so it's, you know, uh, raw food is obviously much different to deliver than a cooked meal in a restaurant or a home, so yeah, it's just, you know, and it can only be simple things, like what flavors work well with, you know, different types of of poultry or different types of of red meats or pork or whatever the case may be and uh, venison is very popular actually on our website and um, has a really high protein content so web- venison is very, know very popular and it's probably my favorite meat actually venison when it's in season and um, oh. yeah so inspiration do i watch much youtube probably not a huge amount i do have premium though which is helpful
0: yeah, no, I I got premium three four months ago, and the difference is surreal. Just not having
1: to watch the ads, yeah, as annoying it was. Oh my god, the amount of ads.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So I don't have a mentor. Um, something I would look into maybe, as we're kind of in a situation now. What is the next stage for Kerrigan? So, the last twelve months we've had the busiest twelve months of our history. Between we opened two new loca- two new locations within the Fresh Group. We launched a new website. We navigate ourselves through um, a pandemic, which was obviously quite demanding. You know, obviously we we're very lucky and lots of business had to close and they were suffering, but we went the opposite way. We went from, you know, zero to 90 of demand for our services, which brings other awesome, brings other um, stresses into the equation and demands. And, you know, all of a sudden you're gone from working four days, nice and easy to work seven days a week. And, there's a huge demand on you, but, um, yeah, it's been an incredible year, to be honest.
0: Well, I've only got two more questions. So I won't keep you much longer. The first question is, uh, and you don't have to answer this one. It, it, was, it just came up from you referencing cookbooks. If there was any chef, it could be international or Irish, that you could invite to your house, you and your wife, cook you a meal this coming Friday. Let's pretend the kids were with their grandparents or wherever, and you had the house to yourselves for the night. What do you have a chef in mind that you'd invite in to cook
1: you a meal? yes um my favorite chef of all time is and he's a local chef to me his name is oliver dunn he doesn't have any cookbooks but he has been incredible to me when i opened my business back in 2012 in malahide you know you're kind of looking for people in the area, maybe that can give you Mm -hmm. a little dig out I, i approached oliver and i said oliver you know i'm looking to for you to recommend me hopefully as you get to know me to uh the beautiful people at malahide and he did and i will never forget that and he's an incredible chef he's the youngest mission star chef in ireland and he's an incredible businessman i think he has six or seven restaurants in the moment wow hats so,
0: off to oliver that's so incredible
1: I, I and i enjoyed plenty of meals in his restaurant when it was a mission star restaurant and as this current offering so yes i would like oliver to cook me an amazing meal can you organize that
0: uh, I think you'd have a better <laughs> shot at organizing that
1: the logistics
0: of it getting rid of your kids get, bringing all of in. I'll leave that to you um, but but I do have one final question and it's you've navigated a, uh, an incredibly difficult sea um, because it was probably unprecedented demand over the last 12 months what do the next three or four years look like for you with Kerrigan Meats obviously celebrating 50 years
1: in two years time yeah, good question, and to be honest, I haven't even thought that far ahead. Um, we are still in the pandemic and we're still trying to navigate our way through it. We're still really mm-hmm. we incredibly busy, so maybe later on this year, I will start to plan out um, um, the next couple of years. We have a partnership with the Fresh, uh, the good Food, good Food Group, and we have two locations at the moment, so there's an opportunity maybe to grow inside Fresh Uh, But my focus at the moment is definitely growing on the website. I really, really enjoy kind of mixing my retail skills and my e-commerce kind of passion. And I think that's what business should be about. Business should be about having fun and doing things you enjoy. So there are two things I really enjoy is sourcing great products, retailing it, and selling online.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I'll I'll, I'll let you go. But one final thing you mentioned, uh, or I've seen Dean Rock come up on your page, your website a couple of times, and I know you have a partnership with him. I don't know if you've known this, and I don't know how often you chat to Dean Rock. I know the roughly the area he's from, and only because I've seen photographs saying "best of luck, Dean" when it comes to the final. There is an alpaca alpaca trekking firm. I'd say within two kilometers of where he lives. I, I'm just mentioning it randomly. You've got to go check it out if you're ever over where he is. You can hire an alpaca and walk and chill, and it's it's a great day out for the kids. It, it, and it only came to my head because you mentioned Dean because he lives uh, out back towards Ashburn Knoll kind of area I think Okay. Um, and the alpaca checker farm is just it,
1: I've only discovered it recently but it looks so cool I'll put on my list of things to do after this 5k is increased anyway but um now D, what yeah. Dean was living in Malahide with his girlfriend I think he's back living in his parents at the moment but um okay that's how I got to know Dean he was a customer and yeah it's very natural he's a, he's a very down to air guy and obviously a great footballer. So he was the perfect fit for Kerrigan's and he was only too happy to come on board and and promote something that he enjoys eating.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much for your time today. And I wish you nothing but the best in the future.
1: It was a pleasure and um, keep up the podcast. Really enjoying it.